Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nice enough to join us. Maybe the uh, the go-to source for everything going on these days, media-wise, in Bay Area sports from The Athletic. Pleasure once again to welcome to the show Tim Kawakami. Tim, how are you today, sir? I'm doing just fine, fellas. How you guys doing? I th- I'm okay. I don't know about Ray's having a rough afternoon. <laughs> I'm not having a rough, rough afternoon, afternoon. Although I'll be honest with you, day. you're making it more difficult. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why I'm here. Yeah. Ray's <laughs> had a rough half century, so <laughs> I think he can deal with this one too. So. Well said. Yeah. yeah, you're great. Thanks uh, for it. Thank, thanks for your seven percent of okay, support. Okay, guys. Thanks for it. it. Was great being on the show, everybody. Yeah, yeah. we'll see you. Thanks, Tim Kawakami. Uh, a lot of Warrior fans, as you well know, a lot of Warrior fans were hoping and still hope maybe something happens uh, with the buyout market. Are those hopes? Were those hopes ever realistic, Tim? Uh, you know, I, I guess they took a look at Pat Beverly. He said it on his podcast. So it must be true. All podcasters always uh, right. are the most trustworthy sources, especially right. about their own contract situation. No, I, I think the Warriors were looking at people, still could add somebody, but I'm probably the wrong person to talk about this to sound too excited. I'm, I just think the buyout market is highly overrated. It's big names who no longer fit on their teams because they're not that good anymore. And there just hasn't been an example. One of Boris Diaw is one everyone mentions, and that was years ago. Uh, it's just really hard to find a guy who's going to drop right into your rotation, going to pick up the system, uh, and is going to provide something that you didn't otherwise have uh, without stinking. And, uh, you know, Gary Payton the second is kind of that for the Warriors. They got him to trade, not in a, in the buyout market. And that's kind of like, to me, the, the difference is he actually is somebody who could really fit into them. It, it cost them James Wiseman. Uh, that was a trade. And the buyout market just feels like two or three levels below that. Again, I have lost out in the rush for clicks on this stuff because everybody wants to hear about it, and there's these yeah. big names, and it's Kevin Love, and, it's, and I just don't care. Uh, I just I I flash back to when Troy Murphy was traded back to the Warriors in the in the weird Brandon Wright trade, and they were buying him out because they certainly weren't going to play him. It actually they traded him. They got Draymond Green with a second round pick that they acquired also in that deal. But his agent, the beloved Dan Fagan, back then I was really close to, and he was just telling me it's a bidding market. Oh my God, everybody's going to watch Troy Murphy. It's tremendous. Oh my God, I get all these calls. He signed with the Celtics and played three minutes in the playoffs. Like it just doesn't, it just, it rarely means anything. So I'm sorry. It's a long way of me saying maybe they get somebody, maybe they don't. I don't think it's going to matter. Patrick Beverly would have been interesting, but again, is, is, I don't think he's getting huge minutes. I don't think anybody they could get in the bio market. I'm, and some fans are going to get really mad at me here, but I'm going to say it. I don't think Steve Kerr is going to take almost anybody in the bio market over Anthony Lamb or Ty Jerome. I just don't see it. They've been with the team the whole time. They fit what he wants to do. 
this is how he's working. They're the you know ninth and tenth man or whatever on the on the rotation. It's hard to see a buyout person who's going to jump over them. And Tim, I know you alluded to this, but given uh, just a, an attempt to put a bow on it, given the way Patrick Beverly talked about possible Warrior interest and what we know of the Warriors, I'm not sure there really was much interest there in him. I mean, maybe like, mm, maybe, but I, I don't think they had serious interest in, in him either. Yeah, I mean, if Gary Payton is healthy, then Patrick Beverly is not playing for the Warriors. Yeah. I think that was it. Like, as long as Gary Payton's not playing, we do need this thing. We don't go play, go defend on the perimeter. They really could use defense the perimeter. But that's it. I mean, when Gary Payton's healthy, whenever that is, a month, two months, it'll maybe right before the playoffs, they're not playing Gary Payton in the second and Patrick Beverly in the rotation. That is not happening. I will tell you that. I know Steve Kerr's rotation pretty well, I've studied that probably more than anybody on earth, maybe even more than Steve Kerr. He's not playing two totally defensive wings, guards, slash. No possibility. So, like, yeah, I mean, he might have been looking at that. And, and that's where I could see the hole, maybe, is they tried to fill it with Jerry Payton's second, then realized he wasn't going to be able to play for a while. They could use somebody to go guard. Go guard a perimeter scorer, a driver. Uh, but they also have that guy in Gary Payton second when the playoffs comes around. So this person, this theoretical person they might sign in the lockout, I mean, in the buyout, isn't going to be in the rotation in the playoffs, theoretically. So that's a long way of me saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that much. You know, Gary Payton second was the person that they mean to fill this hole, and I, I think they still hope he's that guy. Um, I hate that I'm asking this question, but I hope never have to mention his name again. From what you can gather, and I'm not asking for your opinion, but what you think the Warriors' worldview of this was, was James Weissman traded more because he doesn't fit what they want from their center or more because the tax bill coming in the offseason was going to become just too onerous for Joe Lacob? This is a combo. It's that he wasn't going to be worth enough to them because he doesn't fit their system to make it worth the $12 million salary, you know, multiplied by six or seven times. You know, that number changes because it depends on what level you're at, so it's not necessarily automatically seven times $12 million, but it's an estimate of about that much. So that, that's why they couldn't, they just, they couldn't imagine that was going to be worth it, and they had to get off that number. Uh, my, you know, the, the kind of more layered version of that is that, you know, they they thought they might have to change the way they play. They thought Steph Curry, you know, might have one or two years left, or Clay Thompson will one or one year left, Draymond one year. And they won the championship last year, which extended, you know, what they thought they might be able to achieve. James Wiseman does not fit with that, and they exercised that option for next year. I understood. I just never thought there was a doubt they would, and then. 10 games into it, they're like, this guy cannot do it. This guy can't fit with Steph Curry. And if you can't fit for Steph Curry, you're not worth $5 million, not, you know, forget about $100 million or whatever that multiple of, of $12 million was going to be. Uh, it was a combination. It was, are you worth what we might have to commit to you? And if the answer was no, they had to get off of them. And they basically got off of them. For, you know, we'll see what GP2 does. But I think they it clearly, you know, they took an injured GP2 in order to get off of James Weissman's salary tells you it was mostly the salary, but also because they didn't see how that was going to be working. Okay, well, I guess that where is where the answer lies, is that it, the salary came first slightly ahead of the bad fit. Is that yeah, fair to I say? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to play for them. I mean, I don't know that it was going to be worth it at almost any number at some point, 
but yeah, that the, the twelve was the number that really you know kind of messed them up into the future. Like if you're trying to if you're trying to scale back on this this massive payroll, which is you know looking towards over four hundred million next season if they don't make some changes, that was a big part of it. Yeah, so maybe if they were a lesser team and they're not winning a lot of games and they had more luxury tax room, maybe they would have, uh, you know, given another run next year. But to that point, Tim, what's your best guess? I know nobody knows. What's your best guess of what type of player James Wiseman will, what type of player he could become in Detroit or wherever he ends up? I don't think he's going to be great. I mean, I think he's an NBA player. I think he's got a lot of skill. I think he can score, you know. In a, in a lot of ways, maybe not efficiently, but he can score. If you're a bad team, you just need scoring. I don't know that Detroit is that team. They they got some other guys who kind of do that stuff, so I was a little confused by that. Me too. Other than them just trying to pick up talent, and maybe they could trade him for something else. You know, I'm not sure there, but uh, I think he can be a decent. I, I think he's a backup NBA center on a good team. You know, and that team is not the Warriors. Uh, you know, on a team that can you know doesn't need movement and you know quick thought thinking on on offense and, and also defensively just kind of plays a stable defense it isn't switching like crazy like the warriors i also though i mean this is members of the warriors themselves this is when i was kind of a wiseman guy early in the season but they were telling me like they name me the really good young player that the warriors have given up on and it's turned out to be good when he left the warriors now they haven't had the number two pick so that's you know it's a little different that's important context but it's not like these guys, you know, Jordan Bell or Patrick McCaw. It's not like these guys, you know, uh, Nemanja Netovich to, to pull another one back. Uh, you know, it's not like these guys that they thought like were initially good and then didn't pan out. Then they got rid of turned out to be really good. Damian Jones. Steve Kerr is tough on young players, no question. But usually, if you can get make it through, you're a good player. If you can't, you're not that good. And I kind of roll with that. I don't think Wiseman's going to be that great at NBA player. Um, is there a better ETA on when they can rely on Curry again? Is this still going to be mid-March, or have you heard anything about faster progress or slower progress, or is this still, are we still looking at another four weeks from now? Yeah, I mean, I'm not making any official and they're very careful not to do that, but he, he talked to the media. I was there, you know, before the second to last game, the home game. Uh, and he hates when we do this, but we have to kind of. He was not moving very well. Uh, he, you know, he wasn't on a crutch. There. His crutch, a crutch was spotted at a locker, you know, about a week ago. Again, he probably doesn't love that. But, you know, I, I don't think that leg's doing so great. Now, you can make a very quick progress from that to being able to play. He didn't look great. Between games three and four in the finals with Boston, remember when he hurt, got hurt, and you know walked very slowly into that post game, but said I'm playing in game four, and he was pretty freaking good in game four. So who knows on this? I don't think it's sooner than later. I think it's later. I think it's five games at least. You know, six, seven games uh, after the break. Now these games are coming really fast. They they've played fewer than most teams going into the break. They've got a ton of games coming up. This is going to go fast. And he's not, you know, it's not like they've got three days off in between games and the break. These, he's going to miss a bunch of games in a row, I think, uh, as as they these games come fast. And then, you know, maybe they go 500 in those games. And then he's back for the final. What, well, they got 24 left, um, you know, in the final 17, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I just don't think it's going to be real quick. Again, he could be going through a miracle cure right now. 
Mark Jackson could be laying hands on him. Who knows? Mm. We, we've had these other events in, in, in Warriors history, but it doesn't feel like to me, and just from the tone of the way they're talking, you know, even Steve Kerr's like, well, we'll get him back before the playoffs. We know that. Well, that's 24 games. So, you know, I'd say 7 to 10, you know, just in my, you know, if it's aggregated, put me whatever, put it down 7 to 10, I'd say in the 7 to 10 game range and maybe a little bit more than that beyond even this. And the next, I wouldn't think he's going to play in the next five games is my easy uh, kind of note on this one. Tim Kawakami, our guest on 95.7 The Game. If Bob Myers leaves, do you think there will be a domino effect, a noticeable point at which things start to unravel from there, Tim? I don't know. Immediately, uh, Steve Kerr is still fine for two more years, and he's not going anywhere. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Bob Myers has kind of been the liaison between Joe Lacob and Steve Kerr and the player. Like He is the guy who's kind of got the relationships with everybody. He was clearly the number one guy with Durant. It's not even close. There is no other second place in that. Uh, he's the relationship with Draymond. He's the relationship with Steph. Now, everyone has a good relationship with Steph, but Dr- but Myers is the number one guy for that. Uh, you, you might have, you know, you see some changes. You probably see Mike Dunleavy as the general manager. Uh, you might hear more about the Lake of being involved, and I know the fans will go insane when that happens. They've already, you know, it's Joe and his two sons, Kirk and Kent. Have had a lot of say. They've been in the personal department for personnel department for a few years. Kent for the, from the beginning of the Lake ownership. Uh, yeah, there'll, there'll be differences. You know, that's what I think. I come down to thinking that I think Myers is coming back at least for a little while because I don't think Joe Lake is going to stand on. Well, we'll pay you. You know, third most among executives. Like he is the things that Bob Myers does for this franchise should make him the, the top paid executive, and it's a high number. I'm spending Joe Lacob and Peter Goober's money, but I just I just see it as negotiations right now. I see because we're having this discussion and because we can't really see who and how they're going to fill the void of Myers leaves, is at some point they're going to have to pay him what it takes, whether it's $14 million a year or $16 million a year or whatever. And it's a $7 billion franchise. Is that the latest estimate of their worth? He might be the most important person other than Steph Curry in that, you know, the, the rankings wow. of valuing wow. for what they do and what they mean, I, I think he's worth it. Now, that's up to Joe Lacob and P- Peter Goober. It's up to Bob Myers to want to come back, and that's, you know, in some question, he might want to do something else. He might want to go to another team. But the fact that we're saying that this could be it, and other than whenever Steph Curry leaves, this could be the second most important thing, I, I think, you come to an agreement on that, unless Bob just doesn't want to, uh, and then then we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Draymond Green is going to happen spinning in his own universe, no matter what. He's got the option to leave. That's going to happen. You know, that's up to him, and that is unlikely to be largely affected by whoever's running the team. That's up to him. What he thinks his market is, what Joe Lake would pay him in extension, all those other things. Um, I, I just think so many of these things are separate things to themselves. But the Myers thing is the biggest one just for, yeah, the long-term way this this franchise operates that would be huge. And, again, that's why I, my, I'll still go back to because it's so huge, I think they'll find a way to make this kind of relationship continue. Maybe not forever, certainly not forever, but for a couple more years. Is there anything other than negotiations that would explain why Lacob was ready to let Myers have a walk here without an extension? Is there some sense that maybe 
Lacob envisions a sea change sooner rather than later and wanted to see how this year would play out? Or is this just him, you know, playing over a few million dollars? Yeah, I think it's most negotiation. I, I don't think Joe Lacob says, geez, I can't wait till Bob Myers is gone. I, I really don't think that that is the case here. I think it's a matter of, you know, we've got a great franchise and we pay the general manager, president X amount, and that's what, how we've done it. And it's going to take something to make me move off of that. I think I'm not, you know, I don't know this, but that's my estimation. I've, I've had no sense of like, oh, yeah, when this all changes, we need another general manager. I have not heard that at all. It's just dollars. Uh, and I think on the Joe Lake front, it's like there's, Bob really want to come back? Like, is he not? Not that he's leaving the Warriors. Just like maybe he wants to do something else with his life. He's got this podcast now. He's interviewing Disney. You know, the Disney Corporation guy. Like, maybe Bob wants to do something else. He certainly could. You know, Bob Myers has a ton of other interests. He's got a young family. Uh, you know, there could be something. I, I think maybe in Lakeup's mind or whoever else is negotiating this is like, let's you know. We don't want to do anything until he knows what he wants to do. And, you know, deadlines make deals. This one's a huge one. This one could be at a, at a very large expense. Or, or Bob Myers could want to become a free agent and see what else is out there. I, I think it's negotiation. Bob Myers is a negotiator. You know, Joe Lakeup is a negotiator. They're, we're not going to know what they really feel until this gets really down to it. And I can't imagine... That's going to happen, and for another month, and, and both sides may want to see how, how this ends. You know, I, I don't think that's as big a deal as it would be for sure. You know, say Draymond, but what's the season going to feel like in May? What's going to feel like at the beginning of June? Uh, I think that might be part of this too. I I will say I heard some of these things. Didn't necessarily write about them because I did. I never thought he was going to leave like five years ago, but. Some of this was up bubbling up five years ago. Like there there was some of this. It was negotiation. It was. Joe Lake of not wanting to pay the X amount and Bob thinking he should get X amount and other people to the side saying, how, you know, how can they let this happen? He might leave, he might leave and he didn't leave. Now that doesn't mean he, like that that's exactly the case now, but I just think these guys are smart guys. And one reason they're smart is they try to get every advantage possible. Uh, they want to win every deal possible. And this might be the case on both sides right now with Bob Myers and Joe Lake. Tim, you um, famously said not long ago that you thought Wiseman, Draymond, Poole, I believe those were the three you mentioned. You said one of them is probably going to be gone next year. You were already right because, of course, Wiseman's gone. Do you think Poole is somebody who next year, with given the situation with the luxury tax, that trying to improve, they might have to consider dealing him just because they're limited in terms of what else they can do? Yeah, I think they would resist that. Um, depends on where Draymond, if Draymond goes which is his call, right? That's right. his call, not theirs. They're keeping Jordan Poole. Like, they're, they're just, there isn't this financial pressure anymore, and if there was no financial pressure, they want good players, and they want as many of them as possible, and Jordan Poole is a good player. If Draymond is back, or if they've, you know, extended him for a number that keeps them way up in the luxury tax, then I think there are a couple players who could be involved in trade talks. There's probably three of them. One of them's Clay Thompson. I just don't know what you get back for him at forty-four million or whatever. But I think that would be a number they see. Like if we can get off of this, maybe again, depending on all plays out in the playoffs this season. 
Andrew Wiggins is another one. I think they would want to keep him, but he's a player they could trade once his contract starts. His extension hasn't even started yet, so you can't trade him now. Right. Uh, and Jordan Poole, those three, you know, if they're in a financial crunch. If they are not, if Draymond is off the team, that number's gone. If Draymond comes back for less, which I would, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think that's what they would like is to kind of redo that deal, get him for three years, 22, 24, 26, instead of 27, 30, 35. Um, all these things are in play. I think they want to keep as many good players as possible. Steph Curry is good enough to try to assemble the best team you can around him and go for a championship. Some of this opinion might change in April and May. Obviously, things always change in April and May based on how the playoffs go. But if Draymond it comes back, I think there is a chance they'll look at what they can get for Poole and or Wiggins and or Clay. If Draymond is not, not back, I don't think they're moving off of anybody because they're going to try to be as good as they can within reason uh, and see what they can do with that mix going forward. Uh, you know, there was a chance they could make a big move for, you know, a, a good young player just to, you know, kind of stay the same with the same contracts. But I think Jordan Poole is good enough where they think this is, this is somebody we've been looking for for years, like the guy who can be the other step. And with Clay kind of, you know, in a different spot in his career, you kind of need that offensively. And they sure would like for him to be better defensively, but they can hope for that. And sometimes he gives it to them, sometimes he don't. I, I think the Draymond thing, again, is just the number one thing that everything's going to pivot off of that, and they do not control that. So it's hard to plan things with them not knowing what Draymond's going to do. Is there, in your mind, based on who you talk to, a a new number on how they define what a financial crunch is because for the longest time joe lacob gave off the impression that money was next to no object and that's clearly changed is there a new sort of comfort zone for how much tax they want to be in than before is there a way to quantify that well i just say generally <clears throat> from my conversations with them which are on podcasts, everyone can listen to them. Uh-huh. Uh, they're at where they're at if they can win championships. If they have a championship level team, they're at 380 now about, if you count in luxury tax. They do not want to be there if the team is not challenging for championships. Again, we'll see what happens in May and June. Uh, they might go over that if they think they get a chance to win another one or another one. But if they're not in that mode, if they're not playing that well, if you don't see a path to being... A perennial championship team with people around step veterans around Steph. I think 380, which is where they are now, is the highest they're going to, they're going to be, and possibly lower than 380. I mean, 380 right now is the highest. The Clippers are right there too, but like that's the highest in NBA history, and probably will be for a while. From the TK, teams are not going to go. To, teams are not going to 400. They they just are not, unless it's the Warriors and they're you know, loading up around Steph for, to go for three straight championships or whatever it would be. But I don't know that's happening. I think it's three, I think it's right about now. I think it's pretty safe to say the highest Joe Lake and Peter Goober would go for a team that has not won a championship. Let's say they go out in the second round this season. I think a good math, good, easy math might not be exact is about the dollars they spent this season. That is the max they'll be next season. The absolute max. And it might be a little bit lower than that. Thank you very much, Tim, from the uh, Athletic, from the TK Podcast, Tim Kawakami. We appreciate it very much. Enjoy the rest of your All-Star break. You got it, guys. Thanks. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.